Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland. With me today is the guy that never has a sad girl summer. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Oh, I'm in the middle of a, a sad girl summer right now, Cortland. No, that's what my intro... No, you can't contradict <laughs> Well, things. now you need a new one. Oh, no. no. No, it's not a sad girl summer, Cortland. I'm having a great girl summer. Oh, good. <laughs> a good girl summer, if you will. <laughs> yes. It's a good girl summer, baby. Whatever. It's probably so fucking hot over there. You're probably sweating it up you know right what? now. Cause... I, I, I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but it's been a pretty mild summer, Cortland. We've had a pretty mild winter over here so i don't know something's wrong with the world and that's i can't i cannot imagine what it could possibly be (laughs) that's a different podcast brandon we're we're talking about horror stuff but first but first how was your week did you do anything amazing (laughs) you'd think (laughs) i know know. after almost half a decade of doing this podcast (laughs) but no (laughs) I went to work and I ate Cheez Its. That's what I did. Oh, you had to go back to work. Because I got 10 boxes of Cheez Its for Christmas. 10 boxes of Cheez Its? Ten boxes. How many? Like, did you get an assortment of flavors? I was probably too busy stuffing my face with (laughs) Cheez Its. Uh, They were just the normal ones and extra toasty. Oh, I love the extra toasty ones. Mm -hmm. We had. um, So we accidentally got the extra cheesy flavor, and my son Lance does not like them. So. It's too much cheese. Yeah, I was going to ship them to Australia, and then I was like, no. Much much too good for Brandon. <laughs> it's it's like the, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups that are like, oh, this one has more peanut butter. And it's like, no, you're messing with the ratio. You don't understand what's good yes. about your product. That's why I don't really care for, like, small-sized, like, snack things. Like, the very small Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, I'm like, no, I'm just, I think the ratios are wrong. I want just the regular one. I, I, run, yeah. I want all the calories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Brandon, um, you remember, we didn't talk about this, but last week you were like, we, we played Rift Tracks the game, and there's some Rift Tracks moments that are from a movie called Mikey. And yeah. you were like, I want to watch that movie. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll let you know if it's any good or not. Yeah, the clips stand out. <laughs> they, yeah, they do. Um, I watched the movie Mikey, Brandon. You want me to tell you oh, about man. that? Oh, man. I've, I've been waiting for you to tell me about this movie, because it seems wild. Uh, yeah, this is called Mikey. It's from 1992 and it stars the child from Blank Check. So we just recorded and, and sent out a, an episode on plot points not too long ago for Blank Check. Anyway, this could uh, like without spoiling a whole lot, even though I'm going to spoil. Oh, go ahead and spoil it because no one's going to watch this movie. Nobody's going to watch it. Nobody has watched it. Um, <laughs> This could be the, the prequel to Blank Check, Brandon. Like, spoilers. Oh, oh. Yeah, uh, if you if you really if you really want it to be, it could be the the prequel to Blank Check. So it starts, if you uh, like Blank Check, you'll love Mikey. So Mikey, like I watched this movie. It's not terrible. Okay, it's got some really awful lines in it. The story itself is um, it's it's interesting, but like it was told wrong. What and, is um, the story? The story is this child. He um doesn't have any parents. He's like one of those ones that's like adopted. Uh, you know. And uh, he murders everybody, basically. It's about oh. a child murderer. Is he just mad because he didn't have parents before? Well, he really wants his own money in his own room and stuff. Okay. You know, well, that that's understandable. Uh, people cross him, and then he beats the shit out of him with baseball bats <laughs> and stuff. Uh, but the story, like, the problem with this movie is that it goes from zero to a hundred at the very beginning. So sounds good. Mikey, the episode, or the movie starts out, and Mikey gets adopted by this family. And he murders them all, like, pr- 
pretty basically the the stepmom or the whatever the adopted mom comes in and slaps this kid across the face because he just started like a fire in the house and then he murders her by like throwing uh like a toaster in the bath while she's taking a bath she he drowns the little girl that they have and then the dad comes home and he beats the shit out of him with a baseball bat and kills them all and then you know the cops arrive and he's just like i don't know what happened somebody came in and then it killed them all and then he gets put back into adoption and another family adopts him and then kind of the same thing happens so the problem with this this movie is that like they shouldn't have shown that mikey kills everybody at the very beginning like it could have had a little bit of suspense on like could have been this? like is oh he gonna come back and he came from this family and they all got murdered like yeah yeah mysterious circumstances yeah, they, they didn't play up the part where there's a mystery at all, because we already know Mikey is capable of murdering an entire family, and then he goes into another family, and, like, the <laughs> there's this scene where he, he's, like, holding a cat, like, because he, he gets, like, a, a crush on the neighbor girl who could be, like, Shay, you know, from Blank Check, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a much older woman, and he gets a crush on her, and... Anyway, he's holding this cat in one scene as, like, she's smooching her boyfriend, and then he just snaps this cat's neck. <laughs> so stupid. What the hell? I think this uh, kid has issues. Yeah, it does explore that a little bit. Like, you know, you get, like, the he, like, he, he colors up pictures of people getting murdered, and, like, you know, he's just, like, the best son ever, except he's not, you know, kind of thing. So it would be like the good son if uh, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood weren't in it. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> kind of like that. There's this part, though, like, like the teacher's kind of on to him, and she's all like, hey, I think there's something fucked up with this Mikey kid. You know, and she does, like, some background research, realizes that, like, every family he's gone to mysteriously <laughs> dies. And um, I expected her to be, like, you know, kind of the final girl, if you will. But she dies, too, so spoilers there. But oh. the way she dies is that Mikey has, like, a slingshot. <laughs> and he, like, what? fits it with a marble, right? And she's like, Mikey, what are you doing with that? And he goes, well, teach, I just want you to teach me one more thing. How to die. And he, <laughs> <laughs> and he launches this giant ass marble oh, in her face and it kills her. And <laughs> it was the best so line fucking I've ever terrible. Heard. And there's some there's some good stuff in this movie though, like very creative things. Like um <sighs> there's the scene at the end where uh the the entire family's dead, like the the mom is dead and the teacher and like I don't remember somebody else that comes over. And he's got them all set up at the dinner table as well as well as a skeleton of a child. Like somebody oh, in the Jesus. film has like a, a skeleton of a kid and, and <laughs> Mikey's all like, oh, death is cool. How old is he? How did he die? And blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, that's not going to come up again. But he sets that that skeleton at the dinner table, too. And then he kills the dad and then he burns the house down. So at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, because the, the his crush, the neighbor girl, like she survives after you know, her boyfriend gets killed by Mikey and stuff. There's a lot of, like, water and electrocution in this movie. They go back to that a couple of times. Anyway, at the end of the movie, they're like... It's deadly. <laughs> it's the best way to kill somebody. And um, at the end of the movie, like, they're, they're all like, oh, there's, you know, all the bodies were there, and then there's a skeleton of a child was there, too, which was totally Mikey. And the, the, the sister's all like, are you sure, you know? And then it cuts over to uh, Mikey, and he's going into the adoption agency, and... You know, some family's going to adopt him and he comes in and he's like, are you going to be my new mommy? And then he smiles at the camera. <laughs> okay, so they were definitely setting up for Mikey 2. They were setting up for Mikey 2. Mikey like Strikes were... Back. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually just Blake Check. That could be the prequel to Blake Check for real. <laughs> 
And then they don't give him his own money, and he's like, well... Time to murder everyone in sight. Murder yeah. and fraud, that's my, my thing now. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a tale to behold. It has a 2.7 on IMDb, so... Uh, really good film. <laughs> I mean, just for that teacher line alone, it should be higher than that. So bad, Brandon. Like, I had to stop the movie and... <laughs> just collect yourself a little bit. Contemplate what my life choices after that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there and I was just like Brandon <laughs> Well I'm glad you experienced that Yeah so if you want to watch it you can But I don't know if I recommend it <laughs> Something You can just hear me talk about it it's fine Well there is a riff tracks of it so maybe I'll go that route Ooh, Okay I would go that route uh, Much better But you know what Brandon okay, Enough about this Mikey nonsense Yeah episode okay. to cover here We got we got an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark to cover Um the second episode of Ghost Island, The Tale of Teen Spirit. Brandon, what did you think when about this episode? When shit gets real. I mean, it's it's kind of more of the same. Uh, a little bit more is revealed. We get some, some more lore, I guess, but not too much. It's more just things that we kind of already knew or assumed. And it's just setting up things for the next two episodes. Yeah. Although yeah, I don't... I don't some things. It feels like it could be resolved in the next episode, maybe. <laughs> but I agree. But uh, yeah, it's okay. It's like the production value is still very high, and yeah, and uh, there's some teenage drama. Yeah, there's some teenage drama. There's also some teenage filler, in my opinion. This episode's a bit fillery. Oh well, it's all filler because <laughs> like. <laughs> All of these uh, horror anthology shows, the half-hour ones, like, they don't have time to include this kind of shit. Yeah. Of everybody, like, wrestling with their feelings and, uh, I like this person and won't shut the fuck up about liking this person, etc. And they just had to, you know, move from plot point to plot point. But these, you know, it's got time. Just, uh, fill the space with whatever. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I, I was just watching it, and I was just like, come on, get to the good stuff, you know? I, there's some there's some yeah. scenes that just kind of drag in this episode a bit. Like, but, well, I think we've said it every time, that the, this uh, this format for these seasons, like, this this Are You Afraid of the Dark miniseries or whatever, they're not bad. I just... No. It's not the format I would have gone with. Nah, I'm here for horror anthology, Brandon, and while this does qualify for it, um, I just want new episodes with, like, new stories. I, I love that... The best part about horror anthology is not only the creativity of what they can do in half an hour, the storytelling, the monsters, the characters we meet. I, I want more of that, and I want it fast-paced. Give me more, more, more. You know? Yeah, I, don't know. I want it. I want it now! I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time with one character. Just keep dishing them out. Yeah, yeah. Give All me these names that I won't be able to remember. <laughs> right. Well, let's just let's talk about this episode here, Brandon. So, all right. Our episode begins in a flashback. We got Kayla and Baby Bella. They're being babies, but they're trying to yeah. summon a, a demon. I guess a demon. It thing? seems like it. Yeah, they're they're playing this game. They're trying to summon this demon named Charlie. I've never seen this game before, though. They have a piece of paper that has four squares on it. It says, yes, no, yes, no, like written on it. It's yeah, in four it's, sections. It's just like a ghetto Ouija board. Right. I, I Like I said, I've never seen... There's two pencils on there that make sort of like a compass or a clock figure. And um, we hear Bella and Kayla try to summon Charlie. So they ask if Charlie's there. And then the pencils, like, they start to rotate around. And Kayla asks Charlie if... You know, Charlie's in the room. 
Charlie points. Where did they get the name Charlie from? Because there's not not like a, you know, there's not the ABCs like a Ouija board where you can slowly spell out your name if you're a demon. I don't know. Like I said, did they just be like, is your name Rumpelstiltskin? No. Is your name (laughs) Kevin? No. Maybe maybe they'll explain it a little bit later. Maybe Charlie will be like a character in the show. I don't know, but. I have the pencils start to swip around, you know, and, and the lights flicker on and stuff. Kayla's all like, I'm getting scared, Bella. Can, can we stop summoning demons, you know? And Yeah, the whole ghost thing seems to be Bella's kind of deal, and Kayla's just along for the ride. Well, you know what? I kind of get it. If Bella has, like, a terminal illness, you know, she's probably thought about the afterlife yeah, a lot. Yeah, she's trying to trying to make friends before she gets there. Right, she's got to, like... You don't want to just show have up. Have a welcoming presence when she goes and she dies. This whole dream sequence, like, basically Kayla's scared. Bella's like, come on, this is dope, you know? And um, it ends with a jump scare of somebody grabbing one of the girls on the shoulders. And then we snap to present time and Kayla wakes up laughing a little bit in her room. Being all like, Bella, you'll never believe the dream I just had. You remember the Charlie? But she looks over and it's just Summer sleeping there. And then she gets a little sad because she remembers that her sister's dead. Yeah. (sighs) That's unfortunate. Like, how often is she waking up? And being like, oh yeah, she's dead. It's a weird kind of situation. So it seems like Bella died very recently, but yet Pretty also recently. quite yeah. a while ago. I don't know. The kids kind of don't really say exactly. It sounds like it happened between last summer and this summer. Recent enough for her to have planned this trip. Yeah, yeah. And and still recent enough for Kayla to be like, Bella, are you there? You know. Uh, but the lights flicker and then we get a musical sting and we see the kids. Uh, they're out on the beach now because we're on the beach. Mm-hmm. At the beach, they're helping Ferris out of the water because she got stung by a stingray, apparently, which seems like a big deal to me. But they just kind of joke about it, saying like Leo saying that they should pee on him, which I thought was only for jellyfish things. But I guess it's not. It doesn't really work anyway. I don't know. It's funny. You just want to pee on people. I mean, yeah. Yep. Uh, the kids sit down and Ferris is all, maybe we should go to the hospital. And this is why we need a chaperone, and he wants to call for Jules, but, you know, Jules doesn't want anything to do with him. Anyway, the kids look out of the water, and they forget all about that, and they start talking about how spooky and cool the other night was, where they all almost died in that hotel room, remember? (laughs) Yeah, I remember. They don't seem to really remember how scary it was. No, they don't. Not really. Kayla wonders if the story is true, which it is. You were there! But Ferris says... (laughs) can't be <laughs> because they all got out and nobody else has gotten out of that room and summer's all and we got out because that's what we do baby we go into haunted hotel rooms and we get out <laughs> very nonchalant about this horrifying situation yeah the they're summer. all just like huh, <laughs> that silly thing that happened but <laughs> watching it i was terrified of them and i realized that they're fictional characters yeah but that's what they do, baby. They go into hotel rooms and they get <laughs> that's out. That's what they do. I wonder how many times they've done that. Kayla asks, what What about what we saw in the mirror? And Ferris adds that uh, all the people that disappeared, the bellhop, the actress, the ghost hunter, etc. You know, they all disappeared. Summer says there's totes an explanation for everything. And we look at Kayla looking at something and then we cut a bit of time to Kayla and Summer laying on the beach. A lot of quick cuts in this episode. Kayla is listening to Brandon, the Dangerous Soup podcast. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, I'm. I bet you. I wonder if there is a Dangerous Soup podcast or not. You know, I feel like that's a good name for like uh, an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. But 
they talk about all things supernatural, so it's not just Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Today's episode is about a ghost hunter that vanished into thin air, Brandon. And it explains in 1996, Ricky Hacker started hunting ghosts in order to prove that his best friend was taken by an evil spirit. And that's it for a second. Not sure if she paused the podcast or what, but Summer gives uh, enough time and, and she says, like, oh, I'm going to go get a lemonade and then asks Kayla to watch over her stuff. And by her stuff, yeah. we mean her phone. Yeah. The only thing she leaves, and I don't know why she leaves it anyway, because she could just take, take it. You. Like, she's wearing pants with pockets, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I, it's more at work to say, hey, will you watch my phone rather than just take it with you, but that's fine. Whatever. The podcast continues talking about Ricky checking into the Vale Hotel, and we see a picture of Ricky, and it's the same kid from the story that Max told the last episode, Brandon. So it's kind of funny yep. when I was like, oh, and then we meet Ricky for some reason. I didn't expect him to come back up, but here we are. Yeah, he was just some dude in a story that another dude was telling. Like, <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. You wouldn't assume that he was anything, but yeah, he comes back up. Well, it turns out no one knows if he ever got paranormal activity on a tape because he disappeared too. And then we see a girl in yellow, like a yellow nighty. She creeps up to Kayla and she just straight up snatches Summer's phone and then she runs away. Yeah. And this is like three seconds after Summer walked away. Yep, yep. She's like, will you watch my phone? And Kayla's like, yeah. And then <laughs> gets stolen. Yeah, immediately. Uh, the little girl, by the way, uh, we've seen her before. It's Betty Ann from the first episode. I don't know if you it knew is. that or not. Blew your mind uh, or anything. <laughs> I mean, it didn't blow my mind because, you know, how many ghost kids can there be? But... I didn't recognize her. Oh, okay. Well, spoilers is better. All, all little girls look the same. Oh my god. Well, that's coming up here in a minute here. She runs across the Vale's yard into the hotel, and we see her in the elevator. She waves at Kayla as she goes down the elevator, and Kayla doesn't quite make it in time, and, and she looks to see where, where she went, and I guess she went to floor L. She runs inside the elevator, but there's no button for floor L, so she steps off, and she hears some knocking on a mirror. She gets closer to it, but it's interrupted by Stanley, the hotel manager. And he asks how she is, and Kayla's like, I'm great, but my friend's phone was stolen. And he interrupts her asking when she found it missing, and Kayla's all, no, some kid straight up stole that phone. And he asks her to describe the girl, which Kayla says she looks just like every single other little girl ever. That's her description yep. of, of Betty Ann. Not that she's in an old-timey yellow nightgown, which is very like unique to Betty Ann. Nope, she looks like every girl ever. Yeah, not really helping. Like, you lost your friend's phone. Put in the minimum amount of effort. <laughs> I mean, she chased her a little bit, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> but um, Kayla tells the Stanley that she ran into the elevator before Kayla could get in there. And Kayla asks if there's a floor under the lobby, which Stanley says, oh, yes, an ancient burial ground. Kayla then <laughs> suggests that they check out the video camera. Well, good suggestion here. But apparently this place doesn't have any video cameras because it's an invasion of guest privacy, Brandon. So they don't have any, anything, any security systems at all. Which is very convenient. Sure. <laughs> Kayla's all, or maybe to hide the secrets. Stanley tells her, look, he'll look for the girl on the phone and maybe this is a chance for her friend to unplug. Kayla starts walking away, but Stanley calls her back and asks her how her nightmares are. <laughs> Very odd of him to be like, oh, by the way, how's your nightmares going? Uh, speaking of guest privacy uh, invasions. All right. 
it's just a little awkward here. But Stanley's like, you know, the other night you were sleepwalking in the hallways. And Kayla tells him, yeah, thanks, and walks away. And with Stanley, he walks over to that mirror that Kayla was looking at, the one that's right uh, off the elevator, and he snaps his fingers, and a henchman comes and he takes the mirror down. Over in the elevator, we do see Betty Ann. She uh, she smiles and walks off the elevator. Yeah. I don't know what to make of this Stanley fellow. I'm not sure. I have questions for Stanley, and they just kind of get more... I get more questions a little bit later on, too, in the episode. One thing you didn't really mention is, like, while Kayla is talking to him, he just kind of hands her a lemonade, and she just takes yes. it without thinking and is holding it. And she eventually just hands it back to him, and he looks kind of disappointed. Yeah, there is a lot of, like, the kids grabbing random drinks. Now, these kids, obviously, they can't drink because they're not old enough to do that. And this seems like a very, like, you know, I hear that there's casinos and stuff where, like, you can get free alcoholic beverages, which is what this is implied. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully they're delicious, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it was pink. It looked delicious. I'd probably drink it. It's good stuff. We we cut over to nighttime, and there's just a bunch of white folks dancing, <laughs> getting their yes. groove on, if you will. And we see Ferris, and he's staring at Jules, and she's making, like, kissy faces and stuff. And he's all like, oh, me? You know? And then her yeah. boyfriend walks up and gives her a big hug. And Of and, course. Uh, Leo and Summer start talking about what kind of phone Summer's going to get. Ferris complains about Jules some more, saying that she's, you know, a tease or whatever. And Summer asks, why her? Leo suggests getting over Jules and suggests maybe, like, Summer would work, I guess. You're in love with Jules, and Summer is, like, the next best thing. Excuse me? She's like, if you can't have Jules, she's the consolation prize. Exactly, yeah. Ferris laughs about that, saying he'd never date her, and Summer gets pissed about it. She tells him, even if you were the last two, two people stranded on this island, I would never date you. And then she storms off. Yeah, so you know they're ending up together. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe, like, Leah would save Jules, and then she'd be like, oh, or no, I'm sorry, uh, that Ferris would save Jules, and she'd be all like, Ferris, oh my god, you're gorgeous. But nah, no, I think Summer and, Summer and Ferris are gonna end up together. Leo asks if Ferris is okay, and Ferris says he's fine, and now it's dance time, and uh, Leo gets up. <laughs> That's that. Over with Kayla, because Kayla wasn't with them. She's checking out a video of our ghost hunter buddy, Ricky. No, she's having a sad girl summer. She, she has a lot of sad girl summer moments here on this episode. But she's watching uh, Ricky, pulling up a YouTube video about Ricky. He's talking about mirrors being haunted by ghosts, and I think he means just all mirrors in general. <laughs> When did Ricky go missing? Uh, I think it says he goes missing 10 years after uh, Max does, like, spoilers. Okay. So, I'd say 2006, 2006, I guess. okay. Kayla looks up from her phone, and she sees Ricky staring at her. So, she, like, looks at her phone to verify it's him. She looks back up, but he's gone. So, uh, she stands up and walks away, too. <laughs> She's like, All right, I'm out of here. Over with Max. He's mulling over his scream ticket. And Leo walks up, saying, Hey, ghost boy. And Max is all like, oh, why would you say that? You know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm contemplating whether or not I'm a ghost right now. And Leo explains that, like, he meant ghosting to him. And they talk about ghosting a lot in this episode. Which, uh, if you don't know, it's when somebody disappears without saying anything and they just stop contacting you altogether. In case I think everybody knows, Cortland. Unless well, you've been dead for, uh... <laughs> since 1996. <you> <laughs> yeah. I just in case, just in case. All right. Well, I I kind of appreciate the like. Oh, I don't understand modern slang. Like that's it's fun. It's fun a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 
Max hasn't heard of any of this before because he doesn't get out much, lol. <laughs> Leo sits down and asks how Max is, and Max is all, who, me? You can see me? And Leo asks if he's okay, and Max says yes, but he feels like he's he's being way weird. And Leo laughs a little, saying, you met my friends, people can't get any weirder. They're not that weird. No, they're not. They haven't really shown us that they're weird by any means. They've done a little bit of no. spooky stuff. And... I wouldn't even call them quirky. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Ferris is kind of horny i guess <laughs> yeah That's teenage fun. boy totally crazy <laughs> yeah, i guess you're right we get this nice little moment here with max and leo and, and max is, asks leo if he's ever woken up in the morning and felt like he's invisible or something like nobody can see him and you can't talk to them about it and um you just want to be seen and he tells them that he's got this crazy secret that you have and it's kind of scary this whole time like Max is talking about being a ghost, kind of, but it's also, mm -hmm. like, maybe he's gay? Yeah, like, it's not explicit, but these actors did a really good job, because I saw it, and I was immediately like, oh, these two have a thing for each other. They do, yeah, because Leo nods saying, yeah, I know days like that. It's just kind of, like, a nice moment, you know? Representation is really important, and um, having, like, kids that are going through these kind of emotions and stuff it's nice to see it on screen and, and realize like it's okay everybody has these kind of thoughts and stuff you know yeah we've all been ghosts oh, absolutely <laughs> i've been a ghost this whole time brandon spoilers for the end of this podcast eventually. oh my god <laughs> house house scream i've never seen it you know i've only seen bits and pieces you've never seen scream brandon no i haven't i've seen most of it i can't remember it lance really wants to watch it but i'm pretty sure there's sex in it so i don't want him to see it yet i think there is well leo tells them about the next time that he feels invisible just remember that i see you and max smiles at leo and thanks him and yeah that's that's kind of that <laughs> that's that scene yep. over with kayla she's walking into a big church area because this uh island's got a church and uh there's a bunch of lit candles and statues and stuff she walks up to a big mirror she calls out for bella she plays around with a reflection for a moment before realizing that she's being stupid. But she knocks on the mirror and asks if Bella's there again. And then she gives up and starts walking away when the mirror knocks back at her twice. So she turns around saying, Bella, knock back if you're there. And something knocks back a few more times at her. I feel like it was like five minutes of her being like, Bella? Oh, it was a long time. No, no, that's stupid. Of course that's not Bella. But Bella, is that you? No, but maybe Bella. Not. But maybe... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it takes a long time. Me explaining it is much faster than what the episode presents us. We skip ahead a little bit of time, and Kayla's still sitting at that church altar when all the other kids kind of walk in, except for Max. And Summer thinks that this shit is ominous, and Leo's all, Hey, what did we say about sitting alone in dark places? It's not dark. There's a million candles. That's true. I, You know, I gotta say, Brandon, every time I see a scene in any show where there's, like, a bunch of candles, I think about how long it took for somebody to light all of those candles. <laughs> I can't yeah. help myself. And you gotta hurry up before they melt away. I'm terrible at lighting candles. Birthday cakes give me anxiety. He tells Kayla... You look like that creepy girl in the movie is about to crawl across the ceiling. Which I think is from The Grudge, maybe? Yeah, it's one of those rain-grudge sort of things. Ferris asks what's all the hubba, and Kayla's all, I can explain. Summer... <laughs> Summer looks and sees the little game that she's got set up with the pencils and the paper. Like, it's two sticks this time, because apparently she doesn't have any pencils. It's a church. Yeah, it's a, she she made do. And and that's the same game that, you know, Baby Bella and Kayla were playing in the opening of the uh, episode. 
Ferris suggests that they play Catan instead, and they turn to go, but Kayla asks them to play with her because it works better with more people. Summer turns to walk away, and Kayla says that they're not summoning Charlie this time, and Summer knows what that means. Bella. They're going to summon Bella. Mm-hmm. Leo and Ferris don't get it, so Summer says out loud that Kayla wants to summon Bella, and they all agree and that they wouldn't summon Bella. <laughs> that's a like like that's a conversation that they had to have at some point yeah yeah like come on guys let's not summon the ghost of this child that just died (laughs) yes yes okay we won't summon our friend's demon yeah we won't summon the demon of bella okay they agreed when kayla goes off saying that she heard the knocking on the mirror and how bella wanted the midnight society to come to ghost island and ultimately she thinks this is bella's final ghost story it's all very emotional. She asks Bella to knock back if she's there, and the kids are all like, they, they try to stop her because she's getting a bit hysterical about it. Summer tells her it's just a mirror, and this is just an island, and all the ghost stuff they did as kids was just all made up. Kayla's all, is that what it meant to you? Because they were real to me. And Summer screams for Kayla to grow up, and there's a whoosh, and then the sticks on the paper start Dude, moving. they were in a haunted room. Yeah, that's the thing. Like... I feel like this would have made a little bit more sense if they hadn't already experienced a bunch of paranormal stuff. But there's clearly something going on in this island. Yes. There's only so much you can be like, oh, maybe it could have been like a breeze. I don't know. I don't know either. I think everything's a ghost, though, so I'm on the other end of that. Oh, well. Maybe you should start up a paranormal activity podcast, Brandon. That'd be cool. The spooky stuff of Australia, perhaps. And it's just All right. You're not invited. (laughs) I have some thoughts about this entire scene, but I'd like to, I'll, I'll talk about it after, um, you know, we, we finish this because we still yeah, got let's some get more through. here. The kids, they walk up to like Kayla's makeshift demon summoning thing and they <laughs> ask if Bella's there. The sticks point to yes and she asks if Bella's in this room. It swivels and points to yes again. Kayla assures Summer that it's totally 100% Bella. Summer asks if it's Bella, the sticks point to yes again. Kayla asks if Bella's okay, which is really rude because she's dead. And the sticks point to no. Now she ain't okay. Nope, I'm dead. She asks Bella to tell them how to help her, which the sticks can't do because it only can point to yes and no. Uh, So Summer speaks up saying, Bella, I told you a big secret once. Do you remember? It it was Camp Grindelstone summer after eighth grade. I, um, I had a crush. What are you doing? If this is really you, point to that person at the stick. That's a lot of work. The stick spin around a little and they stop, but it's kind of impossible to see where it stopped at. No, they don't want you to know, but it's Ferris. Uh, it has to be Ferris. Um, but the the way these sticks work is like, the way that they're pointing, they could be pointing at two directions at one time. So I don't even, I don't know how they could tell. The burnt end of the stick is meant to be the pointy end. Oh, okay. That's what I kind of thought, but I wasn't sure. The kids just kind of look around and Summer shakes her head saying, this isn't Bella. And Leo, he gets pissed. He throws all this shit to the ground. He rips up the paper. He screams at Kayla saying it isn't her. And they all agreed not to do ghost stuff anymore. Play spooky games. Midnight Society is dead. Everyone but Kayla dramatically leaves the room in a huff. Yeah. Kayla kind of just sits there and she grieves her dead sister and lost friends. (laughs) Yeah. She's clearly going through a rough time, guys. Uh, She's the help one her that out. has a twin sister that passed away. Like, and you guys are all getting upset at her for trying to like cling to the games that they all played at the as they were 
growing up and stuff. It doesn't really make any sense to me why they are so mad at her about this. No, I could get why they'd be like, oh man, she's uh, kind of going off the deep end here. But I feel like the reaction shouldn't be like abandoning her in anger. Yeah, they should kind of be there for her and be like, you know, your sister passed away. Her, your twin sister. I can't even imagine somebody like my family that's not a twin passing away. It's probably even worse when it's your twin. And they're just like, Kayla, you god damn it. <laughs> Get out of here, you stupid. Your grief is really affecting my vacation here. Yeah, it just didn't seem appropriate. But they are kids, so I don't know. Maybe they're not quite emotionally like at that level yet. I'm giving them an excuse here, and I shouldn't. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your laundry labyrinth monster. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we got. We're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. If you're loving the show and you want to get more content, check us out on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash private island. We post tons of content every week, including early release episodes the moment I get finished with the editing. We've got a brand new series called Plot Points, where Brandon and I get together and talk about old movies we watched growing up. We have plenty of episodes up already, but we are always taking suggestions on movies you'd like us to talk about. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, The Bronze Beth, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, and Preston. The Silver Goth, Stephen, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, and Meredith. The Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, and Angela. And the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. For up-to-date information, check us out on Twitter at UANPod or on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. We post plenty of content for every episode we cover, including GIFs, memes, and more. We go live Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Instagram to watch full-length episodes of the shows that we cover, along with fan recommendations. It's a ton of fun, and I hope to see you there. I also go live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I go live pretty regularly, about 9 p.m. Eastern on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. I also stream occasionally on the weekends or with my son. So stop by, say hi, and send me some Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps soundbite clips. I'm still collecting goodies for the big 100,000 giveaway, so... Stay tuned for some more details. I plan on starting the giveaway up once our podcast begins, Tales from the Crypt. This week I have an exciting promo for the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast with the wonderful host, Amy Lewis. She has a beautiful take on nostalgia and even plans on joining us for an episode of Crypt later this year. Hello, Up All Night listeners. This is Amy Lewis and I am the host of the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast. I started my show in the spring of 2020 to deal with the grief that came along with the unexpected and tragic loss of my big sister, Rebecca. I wanted a way to remember her and tell our story of growing up together. So with each episode, I take a deep dive into the pop culture of our childhood and adolescence from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. From the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the 90s tween shows of Nickelodeon to the history of Nintendo to the story of the Sony Walkman, the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast focuses on the backstory behind the music, movies, TV shows, fashions, electronics, and toys that have made Gen X and elder millennials some of the best generations ever. You can find the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast on all major podcast platforms and at www.popcultureretrospective.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. He's busy on the season one and two artwork for Tales from the Crypt right now, and I'm super excited for you to see it. 
Thanks again for listening in. We're about half done with Ghost Island and get Nancy to start up our Tales from the Crypt. For now, I'll let you get back to the show and I will talk with you next week. Bye, everybody. That's enough of that, though, Brandon. We cut to the next day, okay? We're all over that. The kids are all mm-hmm. sitting in their sweet hotel room doing a whole bunch of nothing when there's a knock on the door. Leo, he begrudgingly gets up to answer the door, almost tripping over a shoe. I thought that was good. He opens it up, and there's this old, tired-looking housekeeper woman. And she says, housekeeping? And then she just stands yes, there. tired is a very uh, kind She looks way exhausted, Brandon. <laughs> she looks like a freaking mummy. <laughs> yeah. She's very sleepy. Leo says that somebody already came earlier and he's all bye and slams the door in her face. The door knocks again and this time it's Kayla. So Leo asks what the fuck she's doing and he thought she was in her room. Kayla steps in saying that she has a delivery for three best friends. It's an apology for last night. And also it's wrapped in four passes to the Vale Spa. Is it? A new phone? No, that's what yet. you need to be getting. <laughs> yeah, Summer never even brought up the fact that she doesn't have <laughs> no, a phone she, anymore. she doesn't say anything. <laughs> she may make, like, a, a slight comment, um, you know, when all those people are dancing or whatever, but, like, she doesn't seem to care that much. Leo says that looks like an expensive packaging and goes to take it, but Kayla takes it away saying that it needs to be signed. Well, Leo ain't got a pen, but asks if an apology will work, and the friends hug and that's that. They're, they're back together because we cut over to the beach and they're swimming and stuff. Yeah, that was a rough 30 seconds where they, they were all angry at each other, though. Yep, but very quickly it's Whew. resolved. Thank God the group's back together. The Midnight Society is back in the better than ever. <laughs> back in the hotel summer, she grabs some drinks from a girl that's walking around with some random ass drinks. Like, she just doesn't say anything. She just grabs drinks off of this tray. And, um,. Uh, that's where I'm like, this kind of reminds me of, like, you know, alcoholic beverages, but these kids are not old enough to drink. Mm-mm. Anyway, they're on their way to the spa, so Kayla tells them that she has to go back up and get something that she forgot. And the three, they, instead of waiting for her, they just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Go do their spa day. <laughs> we'll catch up with you later. Yeah, I guess so. Kayla doesn't go back up to the room, though, because over in, like, a, a, a chair or whatever, couch is Max. He's playing with his hacky sack that he's been throwing around. Kayla grabs that. She asks if he has somewhere better to be, which is a good question considering he, you know, quote unquote works here. But he's all <laughs> yeah, like, nah. supposed to. Nah, he's, he's got nowhere else to be. And he apologizes for being a ghost. He apologizes for going ghost like Nanny Phantom. Yes, yes. Which he wouldn't get the reference to. Nah, but, you know, it, it's kind of like a, a play from what Leo said. He means about mi- like going missing because he disappeared from them. Mm-hmm. And then he asks, what's the 411? And Kayla's all, the what? And he says, <laughs> you know, the scoop. I remember 411. It's a phone number you call if you want to get somebody's information or something. But, uh... Look, I wasn't really familiar with, with the actual number 411 you'd call, but I knew 411 meant information. Yeah. In the slang term. They're they're interrupted anyway, because there's some ringing and, like, a quacking sound or some shit. <laughs> And Kayla's all, shut the fuck up, yeah. that's Summer's phone. And then they run down some stairs and head into a laundry room. So I assume, because, like, Betty Ann was the one that stole the phone, I guess she's probably mm-hmm. just, like, tormenting them and making them run to this laundry room. This place is fucking crazy, Brandon, this laundry room. It is huge. It is massive, and it is not well lit, and no. it looks like the fucking... 
part of the Titanic where you're shoveling coal. Yeah, yeah. There's just bins of laundry everywhere. There's dryers that are shooting out steam. It's ridiculous. Apparently, there's no staff here either, Brandon. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> no. down here. The, all of the dryers are going. <laughs> but there's nobody there. The clothes just show up clean. No one knows how it happens. It's the mysteries of uh, Ghost Island. There's some creepy music that plays as Kayla wanders around further into the big-ass laundry room until she gets hit by a little toy, toy RC car. She picks it up saying, oh, so scary, when she's then scared by a loud noise jump scare. Yeah. Kayla asks Max for help, but he's all like, no way, I've seen gremlins. And <laughs> I... Is there a laundry uh, scene in gremlins? I guess there probably is, right? I don't know. I don't remember any laundry scene in gremlins. I don't remember it either. Granted, I the haven't seen gremlins in a long time. Scene. Yeah, that's quotable laundry scene for sure. Kayla turns around and we see a kid wearing uh, a sheet like a ghost. And then the kid runs away. So Kayla chases after them, yelling for him to wait. She enters into like this straight up labyrinth, laundry style maze. <laughs> <laughs> it's very elaborate. It's just, it's set up with laundry bins as walls everywhere. There's pillows stacked up to the ceiling in places. What even is this place? What is going on? She's had a lot of time down here, and no one works here, like you said. Yeah. I don't know. She's got time. It's, it's literally a, a labyrinth, Brandon. Like, she enters into... <laughs> the bins are walls, and the, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so she chases further into this laundry labyrinth, and she sees, like, a couple of kids' toys, and then she sees Betty Ann kind of chilling there, and she rips the sheet off of her, asking for Summer's phone. Betty Ann gives it to her after patting one of her dolls, and Kayla asks if she took all of these and, you know, wants to know where her mom is, and Betty Ann looks sad, so Kayla offers to help her find her mom. They go to leave this area, but Kayla stops, and she sees this big-ass camera and remembers that it's Ricky's camera from the Ghost Hunting Adventures. Yep. Max up. Max walks up, and Kayla kind of explains who Ricky is and what a ghost hunter is, because when Max hears ghost hunter, he gets worried that somebody's hunting ghosts to murder them, I guess? <laughs> yeah. And Kayla explains, no, he's just looking for proof for ghosts, but there's no tape in the camera. So they decide to try to find that tape. Kayla asks Betty Ann if she remembers where she got it from, but Betty Ann pulls out the speaking spell and she makes it say secret. So I guess Betty Ann just can't talk. I guess not. Yeah, she uses her speaking spell to communicate. Kayla's all like, please. And if you show me where to find it, I promise to find your mom. Betty Ann boops in secret floor and then they hop on the elevator. Betty Ann pushes two buttons at once on the elevator, and it, like, jolts to life, and Kayla asks if Max knows anything about a secret floor, which he doesn't, and they get off the elevator into another big room that is just full of stuff. Yeah, it's just a, a junkyard, basically. It reminds me, Brandon, I don't think you've seen this yet, but in Harry Potter, the room of requirements, there's, like, a room that you can go into that just has a bunch of bunch of shit like it's a place for people to like hide their stuff and this is what this is the room of requirements kayla has second thoughts about getting into this horrifying room but max is all what if we find something we took a look at the room with kayla's phone as a flashlight and we just see a bunch of knickknacks there's just furniture and yeah nonsense everywhere i was gonna try and like freeze frame things to see if there was any references to old are you afraid of the dark episodes but i didn't have time for that so i didn't do it there's probably are like there's probably you know, references in there, but eh. Kayla says that she'll go left and Max will go right, and it confuses them for a second. I thought this was like a reference to like, you know, mirror 
directions because I get confused in mirror directions, but I don't know. I think I'm thinking about it way too much. Betty Ann's putting some stuff away and she's just humming to herself the whole time as the kids start looking for the tape and other things. They hear a noise thinking maybe it's the floorboards, but there are no floorboards here. So Kayla goes further in the dark room and with Max, he finds the Walkman uh, that he was wearing in his story. Yeah, he's got his Celine Dion tape there. He's good to go. Man, this episode has a bizarre lack of Celine Dion, honestly. It's like 100% less Celine Dion than last episode, so it's a bummer. not as big of a fan of this one, but yeah, whatever. It could use a little more Celine. He sets down his Walkman and we follow Kayla, who lifts off a blanket, and then she gets scared by a mannequin. She laughs at it and she moves on. She steps past another mirror where we see a new set of legs walking around behind her. But Kayla doesn't see that shit. With Max, he finds a couple of flashlights, hands one to Kayla, and then they wonder if this is a big old lost and found. But Kayla thinks it's just stuff they were trying to hide. Man, this scene takes a while. It does. Let's just, let's let's take a break here. We cut over to the Midnight Society kids. They're at the spa. And they're wondering about, like, because they got, like, cucumbers on their eyes. They wonder what the whole cucumber deal is, even though they're doing it right now. Mm -hmm. Ferris does the math and wonders who Summer had a crush on during the summer. Summer, summer, summer. They slightly wonder where Kayla is. (laughs) Slightly, yes. (laughs) The ending part is just like, oh yeah, I wonder where Kayla is, but they don't care enough to go to the spa without her. (laughs) (laughs) Back with Kayla, she's checking out some stuff. Secretly behind her, Brandon, is this grotesque woman, right? Yes, we finally get to see. I love it, I love it. Like, right behind her is just this nasty, grotesque woman, and I want to see more of that. She turns around as Max calls for her, and the woman turns back into a mannequin. Give me more of that. They see a picture drawn of a girl, um, which I wasn't going to write my notes, but it seemed like it was kind of interesting. It looks kind of like the mom that we saw back in 1983 or 86 or whatever. I guess. All women look the same. Yeah, at first I wondered if it was a, a picture of... You know, the picture from un- Unfinished Painting, you know, it kind of looks like the picture that uh, Jewel State was drawing on, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think it might be more important than that. I think it's the woman who was just behind Kayla. I bet you it was. Yeah. Max is all, huh? And then he looks into a mirror <laughs> and has a flashback of his bad mirror experiences. Kayla asks him if he's okay, which is kind of the theme of this episode, asking Max if he's okay. And he claims it was a bug and he stutters through some lines and stuff. Kayla tells him... He's just like Leo. And Max says, huh? Who likes Leo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you played that real cool. (laughs) (laughs) Kayla then looks at him and asks, like, wait, wait, wait. You like Leo? Max is all like, yeah, I like all your friends, you know. Kayla pushes around (laughs) a few uh, more books and stuff and then comes across a notebook that we can't really make out. And she hears the elevator start up, so she hides under a blanket. And then... We see Stanley walk out of the elevator and he's holding that mirror from the lobby like he's going to go put it in this hodgepodge collection of shit. Yeah. Kayla's phone goes off and then she silences it and Stanley asks if it's Betty Ann and he complains about like never wanting children and he walks back up the elevator. And I'm just kind of like, so Stanley knows about Betty Ann? Yeah. He knows about all the people who've been murdered in his hotel, Corlin. That's weird that he's just so nonchalant about everything. Well, what are you going to do? Question him. That's what he's hiding do. the mirror, so maybe he's like, 
trying to put a stop to all this. Like, no one can get kidnapped if I put towels in front of room 13 and I hide <laughs> the haunted mirrors. Like, I can still make this hotel work. Okay, sure. <laughs> it seems very sketchy, but we don't question him in this episode spoilers we get another jump scare instead of max popping up and he says hey i found that tape we were looking for (laughs) 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 they smile and then we cut to commercial very um anticlimactic he's just like oh by the way here's this tape we were looking for boom done yeah could have skipped right to that back in the show we're with summer leo and ferris ferris is explaining the rules of Catan, and there's a knock on the door leo's like oh thank god and he goes to open it up It's the creepy housekeeper again, saying, housekeeping. She repeats herself, and Leo slams the door in her face. He walks away for a second, but Kayla opens the door right up and walks in. She's back. She's better than ever. She throws Summer her phone, and Summer gets super excited, even though she didn't seem to care about it. Could you imagine if, like, she threw the phone and Summer didn't catch it? (laughs) It broke. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Leo's all, why did you ditch us at the spa? What were you doing? You ditched her first! Yeah, they did. (laughs) They did. Max walks in saying, ghosting. Shut up, Max. (laughs) Oh my god. Leo smiles at them saying hi, and he smiles back and says hi, and then they go to work finding a television. Max asks where the TV is, and Ferris tells him, oh, it's right in front of you. But Max is from 1996, so he doesn't know that TVs are flat now. So he asks, like, where the rest of it is. I really like this part, because Ferris asks, What do you mean, where's the rest of it? Is there other rooms with, like, way bigger screens or something? This is the paradise suite that false advertising. Max is all, oh, yeah, 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 that's it. You know, instead of it being... Look, back in 1996, we only had gigantic TVs, okay? (laughs) Has Max not been in any of these rooms in all this time? He's pretended to work here, or... To him, he thinks he still works here. So, like, what is he doing during all this time? I don't know, Brandon. Because, like, you gotta imagine the lobby has, like, a TV in it, as all hotel lobbies do. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably playing Good Morning America right now. It was still funny, though. I I had a good little chuckle about that. Just remembering, like, those giant TVs. Remember that gigantic TV you used to have? Yup. It was, like, the size of a piano. That TV was so cool. And then, like, better TVs came out, and then we looked at your TV, and it was like, wow, the picture on this is garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's a blurry mess. But, like, back then, like, during the CRT days, like, a big screen TV was, like, amazing. It was so, so awesome until, like, the moment it wasn't, which is funny <laughs> yeah. to me. Then oh, it was disgusting. Un- unwatchable. Max has the video recorder in his hands and they plan on watching the video from Ricky's ghost hunting adventures. So they pop that tape in and they rewind it and Max says that this totally has answers. Before they hit play, Kayla stands up and she apologizes again about all the shit that she's made them do about last night trying to summon Bella. And she says like, hey, either all of us watch this tape or none of us do. So the kids nod and they start the tape. And we hear Mm -hmm. Ricky talking about the veil being haunted. Max sees Ricky and he recognizes him because, like, he knows him. Ferris says he probably recognizes him from the internet since he's famous from, well, you know, disappearing. He doesn't say that part, but it's inferred. And I just, like, damn, there's so many horror stories about this goddamn haunted island. And it's all, like, common knowledge. Yeah, it's incredibly famous. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Ricky gives us some exposition about how there's a mirror that creates ghosts that can't cross over until the main big bad ghost crosses over themselves, which I think is going to be like the theme for the rest of the uh, the season here. 
Mm-hmm. And that includes Ricky's friend. And this is in dedication for him. Ricky enters the room 13 in the video and Max whispers for him like, oh, don't go in there. No, don't go in there. In the video, we see we see that he goes into the bathroom. There's shit in the bathtub. Then he looks at the mirror in the bed in the bathroom and, and we see somebody walk behind him. The kids are all startled by this, but they keep on watching the video. Ricky walks into the main room and looks around saying, show yourself. I know you're goddamn in here. And the screen fizzles, and now we're, like, watching the video as first person. Like, it's a first person camera shot. It's not in the video scene anymore. We're experiencing yeah. it with Ricky now. He checks his little ghost box thing. I don't know the the name of it. Do you? Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Okay, it's this little box that he looks to see if there's any ghost activity. And then he looks in the mirror, and he, like, struggles a bit. Sounds like his neck snaps. <laughs> and the figure in the mirror, like, collapses with him. I'm such a bad explainer at this stuff. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what happens. In so little words, that's what happens. Ferris stands up because he wants to rewind it and watch it again. And then the the kids realize that Max is just gone. Like, he was sitting there. This scene, he's not. And they're all like, what the fuck? Where's Max? Over with Max, he's making his way down the hallway and into room 13. We take another look down the hallway as he enters room 13. And we see that that housekeeper is tired and she emerges from the elevator. Back with the Midnight Society, they just cannot find Max, but the tape's ready. There's a knock on the door, and Leo and Kayla go to open it up. On the tape, we see Ricky talking about the missing victims from Room 13. First up is Ruth Gerard, the housekeeper, who vanished in 1940-something. 1940 I don't know what year they say specifically. Yeah. Kayla and Leo open the door. They see that the housekeeper is the same housekeeper that Ricky is talking about right now. And there's this kind of funny awkwardness where like Leo walks up to the door tells her to go away, and then he slams the door in her face again. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Kayla and Leo sit down next to Summer and Ferris to keep watching, and Ricky shows us pictures of the next missing group, which is the family from the first episode. They've been missing since 1983. We got Mother Jody, Betty Ann, and Baby Aaron. Kayla recognizes the little girl as the one that stole Summer's phone. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Like, There's music that's building up. Cool scene. Yeah, all these characters are realizing the things that we've known the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. With Max, he slowly makes his way over to the mirror. Back with the kids, Ricky shows us the latest victim of Room 13, his best friend, Max Matherson. And he shows us a picture of his yearbook where he was voted as best teen spirit. That's nice. Sure, yeah. But I guess that's where we got the episode name. He tells us he took a call from Room 13, went there, and then he disappeared. With Max, he uncloaks the the mirror, and a figure of a woman in white is in there, gnashing her teeth and shit. With the kids, they realize Max is a ghost, which is... Welcome to the party, kids. Right. <laughs> With Max, he yells that he can help her cross over. It's a lot of, like, pew, pew, pew. With the kids, Kayla realizes that the tape told Max how to cross over, and they figure he's in room 13, you know, working on it. With Max, the phone rings. He picks it up, and it screams, let me out! Or Leet Mount, if you know, you know, <laughs> Tale of Hungry Hounds. He throws that shit down and goes on the offensive. He grabs an ashtray or something. I, it's not an ashtray, but, you know, it's like a heavy object. The kids all run in trying to stop him, but he doesn't stop, Brandon. He throws that shit right at the mirror and it mm-hmm. cracks it. We pause for a few moments as nothing really happens. Max turns around <laughs> and shakes his head saying that it didn't work. The lights start flickering and shit starts to shake. A wind blows through. And the kids turn back to the mirror where hands start breaking from the mirror and into the real world. 
And then we zoom to Kayla's face and she's all, she's out. And that's the end of the episode, Brandon. The shot with the hands coming out of the mirror looks pretty damn cool. I like it. I'm excited for the next episode to see where this is going to go. Yeah, something cool might happen. Yeah, I think we both know that it's it's going to begin with like a flashback and we're not going to get to this point until like halfway into the episode but yeah still there's gonna be like five more scenes of bella and kayla with their little split screen parent Mm. trap conversations (laughs) we'll get there eventually yeah yeah overall though kind of a bit of filler like i said in this episode kind of just spelunking around with kayla in laundry rooms and you know rooms with a whole bunch of knickknacks in it but uh, the ending part was good, you know, it really sets it yeah. up for like the last two episodes. It's, I don't know how it's going to be two episodes, uh, but I don't. what do you think is going to happen next, Brandon? I don't know. Like the this thing is escaping from the TV, but I feel like the, the real the real final battle has to happen in the mirror, not on this side of the, yeah. the mirror. So I don't know. Maybe uh, she'll come out suck up one of the kids grab max or something and then they got a blue skidoo into the mirror and help help them get out yeah i'm betting that the next episode's gonna end with them like entering the mirror world or whatever i hope that they uh ask questions to stanley like hey what the f- like you know everything that's going on what the fuck is wrong with you like why is this hotel still in operation <laughs> yeah i'm excited for the next episode though i think i think it's gonna be interesting to see what's what happens next yeah, I think it'll be good. Case Forever show. I think so. I think so. It's, it's fun. You know, we have a couple more characters that kind of have a little bit more presence in this episode. We got Ricky and we have Betty Ann. We can talk about Betty Ann now. Um, yeah. Betty Ann, played by Zoe Martin. Um, obviously, she's not been in a lot because she just was born yesterday. Um, this is the only show that she's been in so far. So that's her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was good for her. We, we also have she did Ricky. Great. She, she did wonder you know she didn't have any speaking lines but she she sure hummed you know she's a good yeah. hummer she typed on that speaking spell really well she's yeah she's great my name is macintosh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we also have ricky who's played by jordan lister and jordan has been in you know, like seven or eight things here the first thing he was in was 2015 a short called happy birthday he was also in hotel du lune reckless juliet's last looks as an intern um i've never heard of any of these things though so mm-hmm. he's in some stuff good job ricky <laughs> i know this is a pretty short segment here but i think that's really all we can cover <laughs> i mean people. yeah we're mostly dealing with the same people yeah that's how it's gonna be probably for the rest of the episodes i would say let me see so we covered like what we think's coming next maybe alternate names so the episode name is the tale of teen spirit uh, which we don't really get any. I guess if angst is a a spirit of teenagement, then yes, this is a very fitting episode name. Uh, well, we'll, we could probably come up with something better, don't you think? Probably, yeah. We're amazing. Right. We are pretty dope. We've had years of practice. <laughs> um, the tale of just yell at Kayla over and over again. <laughs> the tale of is it you, Bella? <laughs> <laughs> the tale of summon a demon. Just do it. It's fun. The tale of all little kids look alike. Oh, they do, don't they? Even when they have very distinguished, like, clothes on, they all look the same. Yeah. I feel like a a better name would be, like, you know, the tale of the secret floor or something like that. Yeah. 
Do do elevators actually do that? Where if you push two buttons at once, you'll go to a secret floor? That's not a thing. That's just a trope. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't want to tell you, but oh, like I could have been going to secret floors the whole time. Yeah, it's never too late. Fuck. Well, I gotta go find an elevator. Unfortunately, I don't leave my house anymore. <laughs> just be like I that, work here. Yeah. I live here. I didn't even go outside yesterday. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. I think that's all I got, Brandon. I think I'm done talking about this episode, honestly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not much more to say. It's some kind things, of your typical... Some things happened, and two. then more things will happen next time. Yeah, it's just kind of ramping up for parts three and four. You know, it's just kind of ramping up towards the finale of things. How do you... I, I like, um, you know, the relationships that are happening. With Max and Leo, one thing I did think of was Luke and Connor from uh, Curse of the Shadows. I kind of, like... This relationship seems to be coming out of nowhere, and while I think it's great, I feel like Luke and Connor had a little bit more chemistry than Max and Leo do. I mean, they had more of a history, that's for sure. True, true. I think that definitely helps things. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be a happy ending where everybody gets to live and stuff instead of what I want, but uh, it's a good <laughs> show, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> i hear you but i think that kind of wraps it up for ghost island part two the tale of teen spirit um oh why don't we look and see what the next episode's called shall we all right hold on i have to i have to get mikey out of my google search here uh, <laughs> the next episode is going to be called the tale of the looking glass okay yeah that's going in the mirror yeah or finding the mirror to go into or something yeah Cool. I'm looking forward to it, Brandon. But I guess that's all I got for this week, so I will uh, let you get back to sleep, Brandon, because I think we've both been up all night here, man. Yeah. It's about ready to go back to sleep. I know I'm going back to sleep after this. But I will uh, collect you later next week, and we'll talk about episode three of Ghost Island. Yep, I'm going to sleep, and I'll wake up from hibernation just in time to talk about part three. Excellent. That's how I want it. But I'm out of here, Brandon. Um, Talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. That's what we do, baby.